Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9 of the Kevin and Philip Project. Happy Pol- New Year's. Apologize, it's been a little, yeah, little. That's Philip's fault. So, he's been he's been doing some traveling, and so we haven't uh, been able to, to catch up since the baseball card episode, but um, I had a lot of really good comments about the baseball card episode. There was, even my wife made some comments about it, that it was interesting. Uh, you kind of learning uh, what's going on today in the in the card world. And you, it was very enlightening for me because I had no clue of some of the things that that you guys shared with me about. Uh, but um, I had several people say to me, "They, you know, it's the number one thing that everybody says." Well, I had a box of rookie cards. Yeah. I, I mean, it, you can't believe yeah. how many people said that. I mean, I could have been a millionaire. Yep. But what you learn is. A lot of their cards were probably water warped and everything yeah. else. So yep. that was a very interesting uh, uh, podcast. But uh, uh, I don't know if we'll top it tonight or not. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, where we've been, what yep. we've been up to. Yep. The SIT start tonight. If you start tonight. are part of yep. part of that world. Um, and uh, are you going? I haven't talked to. Yeah, we'll go tonight. Salina Central's yeah, we're go boys to the South and games, yeah. are you playing at South? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Central's at Central, of course. Yep. Tonight for their boys. Do the girls, girls dance for the SIT? Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember yep. if they did on the. Home I don't games. know if they do it every night, but they'll right. do it on the home games yep. only. Tonight. Probably. Yep. So well, interesting. Yeah. So hey, by the way, since you were in this room last time in my office here where we record, you see my new wall art right behind you over there. Richmond, Mitch Richmond jersey. Did you get yeah. it uh, signed by? Yeah, he's it's autographed. Yeah, I had it framed, and so yeah, you know, got back some in the Walmart. old days, and we talk about the old Big Eight all the time. But Mitch Richmond was, of course, one of my favorite players as well at that time. He was unbelievable. Yeah, I love that NBA team. Yep, yep. So yeah, I got that. So yeah, hey, so you've been traveling a little bit. Um, you know, we did something unusual. We uh, we drove this whole trip, and we drove all the way to Orlando with multiple stops. We stopped and got to see a playoff or a, or a, a final season of the Tennessee Titans, our last game of the year, determining playoff. It yep. put the Steelers in the playoffs. It knocked the Jacksonville Jaguars out. Um, so a great game that we got to see. So stopped in Nashville and did that and went downtown. And then uh, a couple nights later, we were still there. Hal got his – flight canceled till the following morning so we went to his first ever my first ever i've gone to a lot of minor league hockey games but this was the first pro hockey game i'd ever been to the nashville predators and i'm telling you those people pack the place Mm -hmm. i mean they're very very intense of the two teams and i can't even tell you who nashville played that night i did not recognize one name Yep. That's the that's how far removed I like hockey. I guess if you go watch it, right. I probably wouldn't watch it on TV. Yep, live it's a lot of fun watching the the whole interaction. But it's uh, I did not know one person's name and couldn't pronounce most of their names. So was, mostly European guys. Was this Hal's first time in Nashville? Yeah, for well since he was ten. Yeah, it's the first time he's ever been down. Right. On Broadway. On Broadway. And, yeah. So what was his favorite place? Did he tell you what his favorite? I'm just curious. No, I don't know that he really had a favorite. Um, 
he actually went over to that printer's alley area, mm-hmm. you know, where that's at, that's yep. a, block, a block off. Yep. I think he enjoyed that quite a bit. It had karaoke. And, of course, our friend Paul Roberts and his girlfriend had met us down there yep. uh, for the night, for the for Hal's birthday. And so Hal and, uh, Hal and Paul went at midnight. I did not go. And because uh, Paul wanted to sing karaoke, I suppose. Yeah, that's what he does. So Paul went and sang some karaoke, and Hal uh, evidently bought his first ever drink. I, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. But I didn't go with him, so I, did, I wasn't going to be the witness to it. Yep. So, but anyway, it's, it's a lot of fun. Then we drove then we went on to Georgia. John drove on to Georgia, yeah. stayed down on Lake Oconee, which is a beautiful lake that, you know, it's got the an inland uh, Ritz Carlton there on the lake. Okay. It's where uh, Carrie Underwood was married. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's a big, nice lake, to say the least. And then drove on to Orlando and watched the girls dance, which you would have seen this past weekend on yep. ESPN and stuff. And so I got to see some of those Ohio State, Alabama, the Minnesotas, the LSU girls dancing, and they, they're – I'm not going to go so far as to say there's not a girl from Salina that isn't talented enough to be there, but the choreography of their their dances are unbelievable. The things that they do in their dances just, of course, young kids probably aren't talented enough to do them, but they they're they're unbelievable. Yep. So that's been my and then past drove back. two weeks, and then drove back, which was tough because we uh, we fought the winter storm all the way back. And let me tell you this little story. There's no scrapers in the state of Alabama. Correct. And it snowed good. And then we spent 120 miles in Mississippi, and it was like driving on the roads in McPherson right now. It has not been scraped. Yeah. It, the roads were just – so it took forever to get to get home. Um, yep. So on the way back, did you get – I mean, you wouldn't have made that in one day. Did you guys stop anywhere interesting on the well, way Well, we got iced out. Uh, we were trying to make it to uh, from Orlando, which would be a long day, Orlando to Memphis. But we got iced in three hours south of Memphis down in the northern Alabama. So, no, nothing interesting. Okay. Nothing interesting at all. And the next day I drove all the way through. Uh, with ice and snow and everything, it was a 15-hour day. Wow. For the for the next day. Yep. Um, but I'm telling you, they, they called the National Guard out because of ice and snow in Alabama and in Mississippi. So what does the National Guard do? I, I guess helping pull Just, people out of ditches. That's what I was wondering. There's people okay. everywhere in ditches. Trucks jackknifed everywhere. Mm. Okay. So it was about as bad of, you know, I didn't see fatalities or anything right. like that. But just people that have never driven in ice before, yeah. you'd, you'd have thought they were dying. Yep. Yeah, well, and what have you been up to now that I'm long-winded I, I, out there? I, not much. Um, yeah, no, just we got a we got a trip coming up here in a few weeks to Mexico with some friends. But, uh, yeah, really haven't uh, been doing too much. Traveling, getting some work done. Stayed right here in the cold, huh? Yep. It, uh, it, the other day I went down to Oklahoma City, and when I left Salina, it was negative two. Mm. And when I got to Oklahoma City, it was 22. So I felt like that was a... Nice little warm up. Hey, I, did, I will tell you this though, and we've talked about this before. Um, so I like to go to Gordon Ramsay restaurants. I really like Gordon Ramsay's restaurants. I like, uh, I just like everything about them. So Oklahoma City has a new one that opened up on the north side there in the Quail Springs, right there by Top Golf and okay, everything, yeah. right off of the Turnpike. Um, and I've been meaning to try it. It opened. <laughs> I want to say late November, maybe. We saw it when we were down there so, together last year. I think we saw it there by the 
by the golf place? I don't think so. I don't think it would have been open. I, it didn't mm. open until October, November. I know, um, I know where you're talking about those. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so I finally had a chance to go try it. Um, was good. What was funny was I walked in with K-State hoodie on, and I hear a guy yell, Eba, like across the restaurant. And I look up. The, so the manager of the place is a K-State grad. Okay. And so the night I was there, that we were playing Baylor, and so and that was on ESPN Plus, so he couldn't get it on the TV for me. But I was watching on my phone, and he was watching on his phone while he was working. So he kept coming over and and uh, talking to me. But um, so Gordon Ramsay is known for his beef Wellington. That's like his signature dish. Um, and so for those of you that don't know what that is, he basically takes a fillet and he wraps it with prosciutto and a they call it duck cell, I think is how you say it, but it's basically chopped up mushrooms. And then they wrap that whole thing up in a puff pastry and bake it. I've never tried it because I despise mushrooms. I hate them. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and this couple next to me, they were like, well, one of them had scallops, and one of them got the Wellington. And they both tried each dish. And I was going back and forth. This is this time I try it? And I, I said, how do you guys feel? Like, how's the mushrooms? And the gal was like, oh, I didn't even know there was mushrooms in it. And then the guy was like, oh, I don't like mushrooms, but I can't taste them. It's uh, So I, I really like it. So I'm going to try it. So I finally tried Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington. You could taste the mushrooms. <laughs> he was full of crap. But it was it was good. I I, I don't know that I'd order it again, um, but because of the mushrooms. Doesn't the mushroom have a meaty taste, though, depending it's on the portobello It's got a very, yeah, like an or- a- earthy yeah, and maybe it depends on the mushroom that you eat. You wouldn't be a guy that would eat wild mushrooms no. in from Oklahoma. No, I don't eat mushrooms. Huh. I stay away from those. So, so yeah, um, that. And then uh, the other night, I still haven't listened to the 23-minute voicemail you left me. So we oh, don't to play listen that. to it. We got to play that on I here think sometime. I butt-dialed Kevin <laughs> yeah. and uh, ended up leaving a 20-minute 23-minute voicemail. 23-minute voicemail. Filled up my mailbox. I would delete that immediately. <laughs> so... Yep. So no, other not just the weather. Yeah, man, it's been it's been rough. Done with this crap. Got a ways to go. I don't know what's the, what the future holds here, but I mean, if uh, if you lived in McPherson, I have not driven around a lot of the side streets in Salina, but I they appear from the ones I have driven a lot better than McPherson's roads. I was in McPherson today and delivering checks around to different neighborhoods and stuff. I'm telling you, it's like. They haven't touched them. Mm-hmm. Not, didn't do anything. Just they're, they're, other than Main Street and 56 going through town, it's just trudging and plowing around. And um, I don't know why they wouldn't take care of their roads I, I better than they I don't think they, they did, did much here either. I mean, they did on the main roads, but not the, the side streets. They didn't, I mean, of course, it's Magnolia's so cold, I don't know what bad. you could do. Well, yeah, and I don't know the answer to that, too. I don't know enough about options that they have and when you should do one versus the other but uh the the crashes that we saw in north alabama before we had to pull over uh two three car crashes that we saw immediately in front of us was on bridges and they didn't salt their bridges at all Mm. they were just as soon as we hit the bridge i mean i felt it doing 30 miles an hour we just basically and those people that had hit it hit it at like 50 or 60 and just spun yep and so, at least you can say Kansas does do a good job of getting out and getting their bridges covered yeah. with some salt or something. Yeah, no, Tuesday when I went down to Oklahoma, I mean, it was a little dicey about the first 10 miles or so south of 
of Salina, but man, after that, I I didn't have any problems at all. It was it was smooth sailing until I got into Oklahoma City. Same deal. They had some snow down there, and they don't really do anything down there. Just no. let it let it melt. So it melt. and they had Usually melted. It only lasts a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> but this time of the it's you know when we were going through Birmingham and it was this is we were just north of Birmingham's where we we got caught at, and um, we said. Uh, they said on the radio that it was record low that night. It's going to okay. be zero, first time ever to a zero in in there. So yeah, it uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, it, you just I I remember going down to uh, uh, the Cotton Bowl when K State played down there against Tennessee, and the night before they had a bunch of ice. And I remember going to the Where game that next at? morning in, at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Oh, at the Cotton yep. Bowl. Okay, yeah. yeah uh, Dallas watching people is just as flying bad. off the road. Well, I remember a couple of years ago, they had a little bit of an ice storm and a little bit of a cold snap. Not as cold as this. And people's water lines all over the state froze. Yep. Like, there's that part of the country, like, I think in Salina, like, it's 24 inches. In Oklahoma, it's 18 inches. I think they can lay water lines across the top of the ground, basically, in <laughs> yeah. Louisiana. And at this time of year, I mean, yeah. you know there's water pipes busted all over yeah. Alabama. There's no question. Yep. Yep. So. We came home to a uh, frozen washing machine is the only thing we came home to. Our fro- our washing machine, back of it is on the uh, the wall that faces the garage and must not be insulated as well, but we tried to turn on the washing machine and it was frozen. I had to bring a heater in, but other than that, no, no issues. Well, thankfully. Yep. Now it's uh basketball season. We haven't talked much basketball. No, we have not. I, I will make a prediction real quick before we get going on it. If you'll win half of your home of your away games, and in our league, everybody wins their home games, it feels like. Everybody in the top. You win the conference. Go 50% on the road and 100% at home, you win the conference. So so let me ask you a question as an OU fan. Because OU kind of peaked right there. I think they made it inside the top ten, didn't they? they yeah, were they were nine, nine at the highest. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Whatever we talk about from this point forward, Porter Mosier has done a hell of a job with the roster turnover that they had yep. and where they're at right now. That being said, do you think they're a top 10 team? No, not top 10. Okay, yeah. But you know what? I would say uh, you'll get a better feel of it about halfway through this Big 12 schedule because here we are, 2-2 and in the Big 12 schedule, one at home, lost on the road. Yep. It's typical. It happens every time. We only play K-State once this year. Correct. At K-State. That's a loss. You guys will win at home. We we went to uh, Iowa State. We lose Iowa State. Um, but you could go somewhere like Texas Tech. I mean, Texas Tech come to you and you could beat them, but yep. you go there, they're liable to kick yep. you butt by 20. It's it's an amazing league where that if you're a guy in Vegas, how do you set a spread? At, because the home is so different. It's like a 10-point yeah. swing at home. No, I lost a bet, and, and I fell in the Cincinnati trap, and we'll talk about that here in a second, but they were at Iowa State. And they were favored by one. So, literally, all they had to do was win. Ranked number two in the country. Yeah. Was never in the game. <laughs> what, what, how, does, how does Iowa State beat Houston? Because it was in Iowa State. It was at home. Oh, you, you said Cincinnati, but you meant Houston. Oh, right? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry. I, I meant Houston, yeah, not you meant Cincinnati. Houston, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's, Houston that's at a, Iowa State. And yeah. then they turn. Houston turns around and goes on the road and loses at TCU. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I guarantee yeah. if both those games were in Houston, Houston would win by 15 points both games. Yep. Both games. I just saw that spread, and I'm like, all they got to do is win. Well, you, I, you probably think to yourself, Vegas has screwed up here, made a mistake. But I think they're getting it that yeah. home is worth I, a lot of points. I, and I do I do think, and, and I'm not saying that Houston's not a good team because they are a good team, but I do think over the past few years they've got the benefit of the doubt with how weak their conference is. And, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't – Honestly, it doesn't matter how good the team you lose to is. If you lose, you're going to drop spots in the ranking. That's just the way it is. Yep. And so they skate through the conference, and they never lose. And so they're in the top five with one or two losses on the season. They're going to get a good seed. And obviously, it hasn't panned out for them in the tournament. But I think uh, it's, I think Houston is going to be very interesting this year to see where their conference record ends up being at the end of it compared to – their two lost seasons that they've had the last couple of years. Well, their kids haven't gone through it, but their coaches have yep. been through the Big 12. They yep. know everything about the Big Kelvin Sampson is a heck of a coach. I mean, Kelvin Sampson took two OU teams to the Final Four. Enough said. Yeah. I mean, you can take OU yep. to the Final Four, then you're a pretty good coach. Yep. Because that's, that's unheard of in our part of the world. Well, yeah, and right now, so now, right now you've got KU, Baylor, Texas Tech, and K-State all at 3-1 and one at the top of the conference. Oh, man. But you guys, K-State has not run into tough road games yet. They're nope. about to. Texas Tech was, was yeah, and we had it won. One. We had yep. it won, 10-point lead, and blew it. Yep. Um, man, that would have been a huge road win right there if we could have yep. pulled that one out. Well, you'd be leading the conference so, if you pulled that well, one out. Well, yeah, but uh, that'd be good, but we're, we're early. There's, it's awful. Nobody gets an award for be, being in the conference lead and four games in. So, And, and you know, here's the thing with K-State. Our two best players aren't playing. Right. Like, if we had our two best players, how much better this team would be? I expect that you'll, just like Oklahoma, you're going to end up with quite a few losses in the mm -hmm. Big 12, as will everyone. Yep. I don't see – so far we've seen nobody's nobody's still undefeated. Kansas has got a loss. Correct. Everybody's 3-1 and one Everybody's got top. a loss. Yep. And the best team in the league, supposedly the best league in the team, should have been Houston, and they're already 2-2. Two and two. Yep. So I see this league as being a – 750 well, you win the well, league and speaking of ku and having a loss i mean k-state beats central florida by 25 points we actually had a 35 point lead at one point in that game and then they go turn around and again it's at home but turn around and they beat ku and then they go on the road and beat texas after they get their ass kicked <laughs> by k-state like but then uh, yeah and then uh tuesday night we played baylor and beat them in manhattan which I'm assuming that's probably our only game against Baylor this year yep. with the with the unbalanced schedule. Here's something interesting I saw. Two things. So number one, Jerome Tang is now three and zero against Scott Drew and Baylor, and I believe every time we've played him, they've been ranked in the top fifteen. So that's three good wins there. Um, but uh, the game went to overtime, and K State won. K State is now. 10 and 0 in overtime games since Jerome Tang has been there. Is that right? 10 and 0. Well, that's good. We need every game to go to overtime as well, <laughs> I guess what I'm seeing. Well, how how do you guys kick Houston kick the heck out of West Virginia, Kansas State kick the heck out of them? Then how did Texas go lose to them? Yeah. I mean, that's another yeah. one of those things, but they lost to them yeah. at West Virginia. Yeah, and then Oklahoma, of course. Yeah, because I think isn't Texas one and three in the conference right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, they're terrible, and they're not terrible. Did, you well, know right, got right, talent, right. So they've got Did talent. you see the deal with, with Central Florida last night? By the way, with the horns down thing. 
No, I didn't. So I guess after the game, so Central Florida beat them, and after the game, they're going through the the handshake line, and the Central Florida players are all doing the horns down thing, and Texas's coach lost it, tell them they're classless, and and then he goes to his his post game press conference, and right out of the gate, just freaking goes off on you got to win the right way, and that's classless. I'm like, number one, you're leaving the league. You're throwing a fit. <laughs> about this and because he's talking about we we win with class we lose with class blah 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 and then you're having this diatribe that you're going off on like number one that's not very classy number two all you're doing is getting people to do it more oh yeah like you know they were trying they were gonna throw they were gonna throw a flag if we did it in zone or whatever and everything and it used to be an Oklahoma thing that just horns down at them yeah. all the time. It's when they started complaining yeah, about Oklahoma. Now yeah. everyone does. Everybody, it. Yeah. yeah. I see T-shirts at K-State games when we play against them with the upside down Longhorn yep. on didn't, it. So. Didn't used to be that way. They 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 brought it on themselves. Yep. Not a fan of Texas. And then that, uh, yeah. Then <laughs> basketball wise, the other thing that I had on my notes here uh, before we get into some football and stuff too is uh, so the K-State women. Uh, I mean. I leg- I've I've watched more women's basketball this year than I've probably watched in 20 years combined. I think they legitimately have a chance to be a Final Four team this year. Um, right now, they're uh, I think they've lost one game, two games, one game against they lost against Iowa, but they beat Iowa at Iowa and then lost in a tournament championship game on a neutral court. But six and zero in the conference now since TCU had to forfeit their game Saturday against K State and why they have to forfeit it? I didn't. I don't follow oh, women's basketball. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know that I can answer that quite yet. So TCU said they don't have enough girls to play. Oh, it's just a flat forfeit. Didn't even. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, how in the they world were is down, that true? That they're down to seven scholarship players, and the Big Twelve requires eight. Or you're supposed to have eight. Apparently had four girls get – they've already had some girls get hurt, and they had four girls get hurt at practice the other day is what they're saying. They literally have an open tryout, I think, tonight for anybody, any women on campus that want to try to play basketball. They're having an open tryout for players to finish the season with. When's the last time you ever heard of that? <laughs> I've never heard of that That's happening. unbelievable. So they forfeited our game And you know Saturday. there's some girls that are good athletes that are oh, there playing yeah, volleyball or yeah. soccer or whatever. So they forfeit our game Saturday, and then the, the I think t- Monday or Tuesday they're supposed to play Iowa State, and they forfeited that game. So. Good grief. Yeah. No, that's But, yeah, so I, I, they're up to number seven in the nation now. And, um Oh, he in second place at four and one in the conference. So, and, and like we beat I said, them. I haven't That's watched we were their loss. Play at so. all. I haven't watched them play at all. So, yeah. So hopefully, uh, basketball keeps going. So, wonder if they go after the transfer portal hard the way the guys do, or do you think it's um, the same team they had last year? In K, so for in K State's case, it's the same team they had last year. But well, for the most part. But last year they did hit the transfer portal very hard. Yeah, the the difference is I bet the numbers are significantly different between men oh, and women absolutely. in the transfer portal. Yeah. The difference that I see a lot is a lot of the people that are in, seem to be in the transfer portal for basketball are just gonna they're just gonna they got one year left, right? And and women's basketball, like in this case where they hit it hard last year, they had a few years left. So, well, because I watch Oklahoma softball and keep up to up to date with it on Facebook and stuff. 
softball does have a heavy transfer mm-hmm. portal. I mean, oh, there's yes. There's girls going everywhere. For those top the teams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they move around all the time. You know that Lindsey Donahue that was mm-hmm. at Oklahoma a couple of years ago and transferred to Tennessee? To Tennessee? Yeah. She retired I saw just that. a couple of weeks ago. I saw that. She was a dandy little player. <laughs> that was when every time she was on TV, Morgan would say, man, I love her hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a quite a player. But, you know, she's – she. Um, not to get into softball too much, but she just was not good enough. Not, I mean, when you bring in a girl that led the nation yeah. in hitting to take yeah. her place, it just and she, I mean, and she they literally she was OU's player of the World Series yeah. the that yeah. year. Played and great defense, yeah. and hit the ball well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She she had a coming out party, and then she was going to be sitting on the bench the next year, so she left. I tell you, I get to I might somewhat get excited about softball season and probably you asked me that 10 years ago i'd say what is softball season now i think it's a ton of and it's not just because oh you i mean we were talking about this something that you know we'll get to pro football here in just a second who has more fun playing football than baker mayfield (laughs) would you tell me (laughs) that and you know why a lot of people love baker mayfield me and my brother were talking about this this morning why do we love watching girls play college softball because they just enjoy playing. They love it. Yeah. They love it. They have yeah. fun. They cheer. They grab and they hug yeah. each other. Everybody loves it because they, they truly love the game. That's Baker Mayfield. Yep. Baker loves football and gets fired up just like those girls. And are. I think – I also thing. think that – and I'm not saying Baker didn't do it before, but I also think when you get to that point where it's basically you think it's being taken away yeah. and then you get that chance again, I mean yeah. – it, good for him that he's taking advantage of it because he's playing well right now. Well, the the one thing that he was interesting to me in his um, his um, interview the other day, he talked about when he was with Cleveland and the ownership of Cleveland brought him in when they first got him and said, we want you to dial it back, mm-hmm. tune it down. Okay, then tell me if you're Cleveland, why did you draft him? Right, guy? in the first place, yeah. Why did you draft him? Yeah. If, if you wanted Jalen Hurts, then draft Jalen Hurts because right. that's the way Jalen acts. Yeah. He sets over there and – no emotion, zero yeah. emotion. If that's what you were looking for, yeah. then don't draft no, Baker Mayfield. You know Baker's not going to be able to do that, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the the NFL playoffs have been um, interesting to say the least. Uh, my biggest shock, what's your – my biggest shock is they didn't move the game. <laughs> Kansas City, they didn't move the game a day or do something. Yeah. Zero is dangerous to not only the players but the fans and everybody. It is. It is. It, Hal went to it, sat through the whole thing, and was miserable. No, yeah, I couldn't. I, when <laughs> when they're talking about having to, certain sizes of pieces of cardboard you can bring to stand on and sit on to insulate your feet from the concrete, I'm out. Well, That's you, a sweet or nothing. At a safety <laughs> at a safety standpoint, don't you think there's something to be said about there? You could there is Philip cause but, issues. I mean, you think about this time of year and your timelines. With playoff games and yep. and you start delaying it and then you got to delay things down the road that you've got your TV windows already. Could you bring set. it up to a? It's all about one o'clock money. game though instead so, of a seven o'clock. Well, game? then what about the, a, what you the people that are that are have their programming on at one yeah. o'clock? Well, it's are, all about I mean, TV. It's it all, all about hey, money. it was on Peacock anyway. Yeah. So what difference would it make? Well, in you had to in buy that the, case, I would agree with that's that. That's another yeah. thing. I'm glad I remembered that. That Peacock pisses me off. It's ridiculous that anybody should have to get a prescription to watch 
a subscription, I mean, not a prescription. <laughs> Hell, it felt like a prescription. They stuck it in my ass on that deal. We didn't buy it. I boycotted that kind of stuff. <laughs> I did. Did you cancel the next day? Uh, I'll can- no, I set myself off? a reminder in 20 days to cancel it, but... Um, so I, I, well, I hate that the NFL is that greedy that you have to do yep, that. That's, that's the way it is. I mean, everything it, is, I yep. guess. So was yeah. And speaking of of the playoffs, I, I saw an interest another interesting stat the other day that Mahomes is now tied for eighth place for the most playoff wins with twelve. Yeah. If if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl this year, he will be tied with Peyton Manning, John Elway, Terry Bradshaw for third. They win the Super Bowl. He'll be in third by himself. Only well, one behind Montana, and then there's Brady that I, is yeah, way, out, way there. out there. Um, that's some pretty good company to be yeah, uh, really have is. your name associated with in what year six, yep. something like that. But we got the first playoff road game that he's ever played in Buffalo. They're supposed to get another three foot of snow. Which is another miserable, <laughs> yeah. how do you not move the game? I don't know. I didn't realize, I, I don't watch Buffalo play often. Um, I didn't realize they had turf there because I thought pretty much all the NFL was grass with all the injury stuff. And, and I know they're making everybody kind of go to grass. but uh, um, You think it's heated where it melts because it looked yeah. like the grass was. I mean, the, this past week in Buffalo's game, it looked like it would. The stands had snow in it, but the field looked like it yeah. was drained. Well, I saw them like with like huge tractors with buckets on the front of it. I'm like, that's going to tear the crap out of that ground. And then, yeah, Come game time is yeah. turf, you know. But, yeah, it's all – I mean, even the Chiefs' grass is heated. So yeah. they were talking about in 30 minutes once they kick that heat up on high, how much the field changed between warm-ups and the beginning of the game. So, You know, I put that heat like similar to that in one of my bathrooms years ago to warm the floors in the bathroom. And that was fairly expensive. Can mm-hmm. you imagine doing a football stadium? Yeah. What the? No yeah. wonder they have to yeah. put the. I don't feel on bad Peacock. for them. They got money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other another interesting thing with football, real quick, while we're talking about it, that's happened since we last spoke is Will Howard, the K State quarterback, transferred and committed to Ohio State University. Um, He'll make a fine backup, won't he? I just can't imagine he's going to start at no, Ohio I State. Either. I mean. I, I forever will will thank the guy for what he did at K-State. He got put in some really crappy situations. Yeah. Um, did his job, never once spoke negatively. Nothing but love for the guy. This And honestly, this the only other thing that could have worked out even better than this situation now is if he would have done so well that he would just go get drafted. Yeah. And then, then this, this isn't even a conversation. But um, – what did you see where, I mean, some of the other transfer portals or things that moved around is you were staying at Texas mm-hmm. is, was a little bit of a surprise to me. I thought after his season, but maybe he thinks he can come back and win it all next year. But that puts another year of the Manning kid yeah, learning. Maybe it's good for him. He only went to a little school like Southeast of Saline, so I mean, it's a good thing to probably yeah, absorb we'll some. I mean, I – if. I would have guessed that you got one or the other, but you're not keeping both. Right. I'm surprised that they kept both. So, And then you remember Charles Thompson, uh, the Thompson boy that went to Texas, and then he, he started as a freshman, played a little bit, transferred to Nebraska later. Oh, yeah, Casey Thompson. Yeah. Casey Thompson. yeah. Now he's back at Oklahoma. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw a, that. He'll be our backup. Uh, a seventh-year senior. Yeah. Seventh year. And his fourth school. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. We well, third school, but fourth 
Texas, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Change. Yeah. OU, Texas, Nebraska, OU. Yeah. Yep. I did see that. So, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, all I can say is we got our best prospect, that probably, arguably, in the history of the program, chased off a Big 12 champion quarterback that ends up maybe the starter at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, so. not, it'd, be, it'd be hard for me to believe that he'd start, but – Hey, yeah, and he, maybe he goes up there and you get the right coaching around you. I, and maybe he's. I mean, I feel like in his start. in his case, what's he transferring for? He wants to play in the NFL. Yeah. So you you would think he's going to transfer to a place where he's pretty much guaranteed he's going to play. And I would not have guessed that that would be Ohio State. Either. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I got one other thing here. That's about it. You got anything else that? No, I was going to tell you when we went, we were in Orlando last week or this past weekend, we went to Universal Studios. We we yep. you know we had an yep. opportunity to go to Disney or go yep. to Universal. For me, I've been to Universal before, but um, I I feel like Disney's for little kids. Mm-hmm. Whatever the rides aren't the same. Universal yep. has great rides. So anyway, we went to Universal for the day, and you'd think first second second and a half week in the month of January, it's going to be. Pretty wide open, not crowded at all. I'm telling you, it was Times Square on crack. Hmm. There were people every thousands and thousands and thousands. I don't know that there is a good time to go. If you can't go in the second week of January and not have to fight crowds, like there were rides. We went ahead and bought the fast passes. We were just there for a day. If you didn't have the fast pass, uh, there were some rides like the Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. a hundred and ten minute wait. there were there were most most rides were ninety minute waits. Yeah, um, we were able to get in and maybe only have to wait twenty. I mean, used right. to the fast pass would get you right to the front. Right, boom, boom. Now it's everybody probably about does them, about yeah. a twenty minute. Well, I would not say everybody, just, but yeah, more. A, a lot more people. Yeah, do. I, I said if I go back again, I'm gonna tell everybody just go as single riders. And just when you <laughs> go in on it, just go in as a yeah. single rider. We don't have to all ride together. Right. for the joy of it, but. It was uh, it was pretty good. We did both park pass, you know, and the some of the things that they do with those rides now yeah. are just unbelievable. I mean, could you imagine going there and being there twelve hours and riding five rides? Right, and it's it's completely legitimate. This is January when they're not supposed to be busy. So right. imagine if you went, in yeah. June or September. I mean, it was so busy that it, you couldn't find a place to sit down when you went to eat somewhere. They have a big pizza place in there, whatever. You have to stand to eat. the The lines to every vendor were 15 minute waits i mean it's just a a game of waiting the mm-hmm. entire day so i don't know uh maybe that's why they're claiming they're going to build that new park in oh. oklahoma yeah. because if there's that many people going and you build a good enough park they'll come yep. they're going to come yep. the business is there to, for the taking yep. yep but that's uh that was um surprising to me that we had such crowds um, at Universal. Have you been to Universal before? I've been to the one in California. I've not been to the one in Florida. Well, even the the places that you can go eat, it's the Universal Walk outside, mm-hmm. kind of like Disney Springs, but it's the Universal one. It was so packed that if you didn't have reservations, it was a two-hour wait to get into any restaurant there, and there's many, many restaurants. Mm-hmm. So, And we I, went over to Disney Springs for a shopping day I, I was in sixth grade when my family we went to california i had an uncle who lived in long beach just outside of la 
And so we did our family summer trip, and we went out to L.A. and stayed with them and then did the Disneyland and Universal yeah. Studios and all that kind of stuff. I don't remember a lot about it. I mean, it was fine. I, I, I remember certain things. The closest I've ever been to shitting my pants <laughs> was at Universal Studios. So do you remember? And it was it's interesting that this is coming up because I literally just I watched. I hope it's not coming up now. No. I literally just watched this movie this past weekend, and I had yeah. I bet I haven't seen it in 15 years. Do you remember the movie Backdraft? Yeah. Yeah, The Fire. Yeah. Yeah. So that movie was just on this weekend, and I hadn't seen it in a decade did so they i have watched a backdraft it show, a backdraft show but they did a, a ride yeah. thing so and it's i knew it was going to be somewhat intense because when you go in there they're like you know you're going to be exposed to high heat and and all this stuff and so if you have heart problems you're pregnant you know all that kind of stuff you, you don't do this this attraction and it was really cool they they took you in they kind of showed you how they filmed some of the scenes and they showed you how they can control fire somewhat and how they do it in the movie and then and then you went into this that that warehouse scene at the end with all the barrels that are blowing up right. and you go out and you're standing on this catwalk and you're watching I mean right in front of you these barrels are blowing up and there's fire all over you you're sweating like it's hot like you're in the middle of the movie set and right at the, towards the very end that catwalk drops and it probably Philip it probably dropped a half an inch but I would have told you that thing <laughs> dropped six feet. And I thought we were dead. Um, the the ride the rides are so intense now with the three D stuff that you go through. Like uh, we did the uh, King Kong one, and you go you go in there, and King Kong literally you wear three D glasses during the ride. But I mean, King Kong is swinging and fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex right beside you, and you would swear that you were in there with <laughs> yeah. them. It's so they're they're so intense now. The amount of foreign people um and lisa actually googled why was there so many indian people here you know because i mean everywhere there were, and it said that those rides they don't have them evidently in india they'd have to go to china to find the big rides like that or down to singapore has a park but they come to orlando uh it's like their number one travel destination <laughs> and i'm telling you there were thousands and thousands of people from india mm -hmm. uh just everywhere with their whole families you know so evidently orlando is the hot spot of america for those people <laughs> good to know yeah it's good unbelievable. to know so i do like indian food yeah uh, yeah that's what i kept telling lisa i wish some of these guys would cook for so, us well the other thing that i've got on my list here and i'm just going to take a couple minutes and talk about this i think if i remember correctly i think we touched on this in our previous podcast about the baseball cards. Yeah. Um, and I got some. Um, and so one of the new cards that they're doing, and I've got a stack of eight of them here, is the, the different brands call them different things. But basically, it's a, it's a thicker baseball card. And inside of this baseball card is a mini baseball card. Okay. And so you have an option when I get this. So this one right here, I'm not going to rip. Um, this this first card I've got here is a Ronald Acuna Jr. card. Um, yeah, you better hold on to that one. And it's only, there's only 15 of them made. So this is number 14 out of 15. And so I have a choice. I can either keep this card intact as it is, or if I wanted to, there's a tab on the back that I can pull and I open it up, and there's a card inside of here. Now, this card is, pr I looked it up today. 
unripped, it's about a $50 card. And so these are $100 for a box, and you get four cards in a box. So this is about a $50. I could go sell this for 50 bucks on eBay as it is. Okay. When I open that up, the card inside could be an autograph card of somebody. It could be a short print. could be worth a lot more than $50. But it also could just be a single plain card worth two bucks. And then you've lost. Then you've lost your. And uh, this is worth like two bucks. Yeah. Then once I rip it, so I'm not going to rip that one. Right. Uh, that one's valuable. And then this one here, I've got a Miguel Vargas rookie card. Again, he's not the best player out there. It's not worth a lot of money, but this one's out of five. So this is number two out of five. So I looked it up today. There's only five of those cards. Five of these cards made with the yellow, and yeah, there might be. There's more of other. Uh, yeah, of other just those types colored. of cards, yeah. So, so that out of thirty, so there are some cards that are that, that would be out of thirty. It's about a twenty-five dollar card. So, since this one there's only five of them made instead of thirty, it's going to be a little more valuable. So probably so you want to save probably it another, too. Yeah, Don't so open probably that one. save it next. But I'll, I'm not going to go through all of them. But here's an example of: Have you ever heard of Leover Paguero? For the Pittsburgh Pirates? No. Yeah. So this one is, there's 45 of them. Um, Shortstop. Shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Never heard of him. This is his rookie card as well. This number nine out of 45. Um, I couldn't even find these on eBay, so (laughs) there's not very many of them out there. But I'm guessing it's not worth very much. So if you open up, you're going to tear open the back and see what's inside his. So I'm going to rip her open here. So see, you just pull this tab down. Yeah. And then inside is a little... And you can still sell these. People will buy some of these cards for a couple bucks once they're ripped, too. Um, if you do it right, this one's not going to be worth anything, so I'm not going to worry about it too much. So and then inside... Is a card about double the size of a stamp. Maybe two and a half stamps large is about how big this card on the inside yeah. of it is. So it's a Sammy Sosa. Okay. Out of fifty-five, there's I got number twenty-four out of fifty-five, but nothing special about this one other than the limited print. And there's no autograph or anything, but so this is something new that ba- some baseball card companies. Yeah, so are they got doing. two cards in one. So on every this card. is gambling, is basically what right. it boils down to. Uh, there's one more that I'm gonna I'm gonna tear open here, and then we'll move on. Michael Toglia, he is first base for the Colorado Rockies. I suppose if you're from Colorado, you've heard of him. Yep. You know, when I was a kid, I could tell you the first baseman for every team in baseball, but I'm getting old. So we'll open Can't this remember one. remember it anymore. Again, I, oh. Might be an old one. It is an old one. Who is that? Just looking at it. I know who it is. No, nope. Philadelphia oh, Philly. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Yep. Yeah. I had to put my glasses on, guys. <laughs> I'm, so a Mike Schmidt. So you got a Sammy Sosa and a Mike Schmidt. So it's older cards. Not necessarily. Second, not always. Yeah. Unfortunately, another one that's not autographed. But what's the numbers on it? It's number one out of 45. Huh. So. Let me see that card. Still only 45, but the fact that it's number one gives it a little bit more value. These are but, Topps cards. So. Uh, and it says on the back of these, congratulations, you've received an exclusive mini base card. Right. Mike Schmidt, and then it tells you um, collect all hundred 
veteran stars. Right. So I guess they have a hundred of them out there. Well, you got two out of a hundred right yep. away, so that's yep, not 98. bad. Click, yeah. Exciting rookies, retired legends. I'm gonna do one more, and that is Gabriel Moreno. He is a catcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, rookie card. This one is 40, 48 out of 60. It says, tear if you dare. Where did you see the 48 out of 60 on this, on this one here? It's uh, it's on the front there in gold numbers. Oh, it's, yeah, 01 of 45. I got an autograph in this one. All right. I see that, it, I see that it's, see if we can it's see got an it autograph on it. Can you tell it all who it is yet? I cannot, but it is an autograph. It's like opening up a letter, guys. That's a drum roll. Yeah, I'm trying to be careful Oklahoma. with it. <laughs> Sandy Alcantara. Huh, I was hoping he was going to say Sandy Alomar. Well, me too. Pitcher for the Miami Marlins out of 50s. That one's autographed, so there you go. And that's a real autograph. Yep, that's an on-card autograph. Yeah, he actually... This yep. isn't a printed autograph. It's an actual... Art. So you're going to have that Alcantara... Alcantara Yeah, it'd be nice it if up. he would... Yeah. So the other ones I've got here, you I'm not going to... have to look gonna, him up later. I'm not going to open... No, that's a pretty neat right. deal. Uh, I've got one here that's Jacob deGrom out of 40. Um, I'm not going to open that one right now. Right. That's about a... Hold on to that. $25, card, $25 card, and then... Bo Naylor rookie card right now unripped. This one's going for about seventy five dollars. I wonder why they so, like Naylor, huh? Oh, so that one's probably less because it's ninety nine, so it might be worth about fifty. But yeah, so that's interesting. I I, I think we I t kind of briefly touched on that uh, on our last podcast. Um, so I thought I got some of these, so I thought I'd open them up and see what we got. Anybody so, has one that they want to open up on on mic here? We'll uh, <laughs> we'll even video you opening it up. So. All right. Bring them on. Bring them on to our show, and you can uh, you can open it up in front of us. And you know what we did? We're su we're becoming such kinder, nicer people. We've never even complained one time about our New Year's Eve experience together. <laughs> and I'm not going to now. We had sort of one of those nights at a restaurant that's uh, very uh, unforgettable, but you'd like to forget it. And it's one of those nights that you say when you leave, I'm never going back there. Well, we, we can, we don't need, but to I don't bring, have to say anybody's name. Yeah, it, on it is, I don't want it to is do a, that, but it was a bad, it is experience. a friend of ours that owns a restaurant. So we won't say the name of the restaurant, but, but I will tell the story real quick. Cause it is actually kind of an entertaining story. So Philip and Lisa had some dinner plans, um, on new year's Eve. There was going to be eight of you. Well, there's going to be nine, but Lisa forgot about one person. So there's going to be eight of you. She called and had a reservation. And we screwed it up. We Last minute, we called Lisa and said, hey, can, can, we, uh, can we join you guys? So she called the restaurant. They said, yep, we can make it for 10, no problem. So That we, was the end of the conversation. No yep, problem. No problem. So we showed up. Got walked to our table. We did have eleven, but we that that was not going to be their problem. We were going to take care of that. We walked over to our table, and there was a setting for eight. So we were going to squeeze in, going to make it work. All we needed was two chairs. Waited for a while with two people standing the entire yep. time. Um, 
did not have anybody with chairs come come bring us chairs. There was a table over in the corner with no tablecloth, no table settings, nothing on it, with four chairs. So Philip decided he was going to take matters into his own hands and went over and grabbed two chairs. So we brought them over. They sat down. Everybody's happy. The service was slow, but party of 11, New Year's Eve, it's yep. probably going to happen. No big deal. I'm not going to complain about that too much. The waitress comes over. It's like, oh, well, you guys got some chairs. Okay. We were looking for some for you. A few minutes later, the manager comes over and rips our ass for taking those two chairs from that table. That table's a four top. He's going to set four people there. He needs those chairs back. So he took the chairs back. So yeah, made two of us stand up. Made yep. two people stand up, and and uh, and it literally got into Lisa's face and said, "We told you it was going to be tight, did we not?" And I yep. said, it "Doesn't matter. There's no way we can put ten people. I mean, <laughs> yeah. tight doesn't mean we one of us are going to have to sit in the floor. Or two yeah, of us are or stand the whole the floor. time. Yeah, so the whole time. So they took the two chairs back, and uh, the waitress comes back over. She's like, "Oh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened because we were talking about just getting our our butts reamed by the manager." Yeah, we all know what happened. You went and told him we picked up these two chairs, and so, yeah. so then they seat they 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 make the table over on the corner, and they go to seat people there, and he only seats two people at that yeah, table. A table for two. <laughs> so those two, two chairs were those available two chairs were time. available the whole time, and he never requested that we could get them back. We basically. Mm, sat on top of each other. I didn't order food. I was pissed off. I've never seen you. That agitated before. No, that was I. Was, I was mad enough. I told I could have fought. Yeah, he was pretty rude to Lisa. He was. I don't like people and he being and rude even after when he sat the two people down there yeah. and we watched. He he saw us watch him do it. Yeah, he was a smart ass when he walked back yeah. by the table. So. And he goes, "You can have your two chairs yeah. back now." Yeah, and I I, I would have left. Lisa goes, "There's ten or there's eleven of us here. All eleven other people aren't going to leave." Because I I could have uh, when he put his finger in Lisa's face, I was going to say. Hey, that don't happen around me. I'm fixing to wear somebody out. But it, so. it, it uh, anyway, I won't go back there. And and we went to the front room, and there were some people from McPherson up in the front. And uh, they were there when we got there. We're still there when we left three hours later. And uh, they said, we will never be back here. So to me, if you cannot perform, then don't open. Yeah. You ruined more you ran more customers off than you gained by being open on a night that you cannot handle it. So just don't open. And then the other thing that night was so they had a uh, they always have a vegetable and a potato with the entrees and so they had a special potato like a fried potato of some sort. Yeah. So most of us at the table everyone, ordered everyone. <laughs> the potatoes. So we get our food Everybody had green beans. And, well, we had the vegetables. And then I remember I was like, wait a minute. I ordered potatoes. I don't have potatoes on my plate. So I turned to look at the person next to me. I'm like, hey, didn't you order potatoes too? Yeah. Okay, well, you don't have them either. Started asking around. Everybody ordered potatoes. And nobody has potatoes on their plate. <laughs> so by the time the waitress comes back over, we're two-thirds uh... of the way through our meal. And <laughs> I asked her about the potatoes. She's like, oh, yeah, we ran out of those. Did you guys want something else instead? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, now that, we've that is finished. usually something you ask before you bring the food out, not uh, when you're two-thirds of the way done. <laughs> so they made a little extra money on us because we're all like, no, we're done. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know what? The, uh, 
the food's good there. I'm not still not going to say their name, but it's. Uh, I won't go back. Yeah, I'm out. I won't go back. Yep. Uh, and it was not y'all y'all's because I really love the y'all y'all's. Yes. They've been, they're awesome. Every that would time. never happen. And they there. certainly are not rude to you and no. chew your ass out. No. That's no. that was that blew me away. Yep. So anyway, hey, we're starting off the new year good. That was, yeah, that, that was no, that still twenty twenty three. Yep, so. that was still fun. And uh, let's see, we had everybody home for Christmas. You have everybody home, but yeah, yep, yep, we did good. So anyway, this is our first one of the year. Maybe the next time we get together, we'll kind of be a little deeper into this Big Twelve conference. That's all yeah, we're going to be playing we'll, each other yeah, now. now. We'll see. We'll be all Big on. Twelve, and so yep. if we come back in two weeks, and K State still only got one loss then I would say Tang has turned her around pretty good. Well, if we come back in a few weeks, because it'll have to be three weeks because I'll be gone in two. Yeah. If K-State still only has one loss, that means we beat KU twice. So I'll oh, take that. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll take that. If you beat them at home, I'm telling you. I talk about home field advantage all the time. Everybody in the Big 12 has got it and around the country. I mean, I looked at St. John's and some of those people in the Big East. They win at home, too, even against ranked teams, and St. John's isn't a ranked team. Uh, and they'll beat ranked teams. I think they play uh, they play somebody ranked tonight, like Providence or somebody. But, but anyway, it, around the country, I don't think anyone has better home field advantage than KU. Mm-hmm. It is without question. Yep. The best home field, home cooked yep. I, I think, advantage I think Duke is. is probably up there, and that's about it. Yep. I, don't, I, yep. I, I don't, would agree. I don't see it being any different. You know, six years ago today, six years ago today, as uh, Buddy's not hundred scored forty six when triple overtime mm-hmm. and still lost one hundred six to one hundred nine. You think Perry Ellis's team can beat Buddy Hill? I mean, we, there's no well, way. Well, I that, mean, that was Bill Self won that game for them that night. That that KU game. I think that's six years ago. Trying to think night. of who I'm just drawing a blank. Who they just played? Um, was it? TC? Well, they played Oklahoma two games ago. No. They. they it was they were they should have been zero and three in the conference. Yeah, and they were a flop away from from being there, and that was <laughs> flop um, away. Um, that it was the guy that he hit him in. Oh yeah, it was TCU because it was uh, the guy from KU uh, Uday that transferred to TCU yeah. hit Dickinson in the face, and and we remember we talked about that, and and it, whether oh no you weren't there at Great Life that night we were talking about whether that was a flagrant one, but. Yeah, I mean, if if Dickinson doesn't flop there, yep. then they they could have started one and two, or it it would have been interesting right out of the gate. Were they but, on the road on that game? No, it was in Lawrence. Okay, yeah, so that's yeah. they ain't losing that. They went TCU went from from two up to two down because of that play. <laughs> and a turnaround, so, yep. And then it was done. That was in, inside the last minute of the game. So, huh. all right. Well, I guess we'll uh, welcome to twenty twenty four. Yeah. Same as 2023. Yep. <laughs> so we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.